Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Holy Loki Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. Y'all, it is the third episode of November. If you don't know what it is, go back and listen to the old episodes, because today I don't feel like explaining exactly what November is. And also join the social media campaigns and all the other stuff, because I will be posting things. So that's always great. But on today's episode, we will be talking about the impact of reality TV shows on dating, uh, some of the things that we'll be talking about. We like what trends have uh, we noticed in our lives and is reality TV show um, beneficial to everybody or is it just toxic as fuck because we have to have that conversation. And are there any kind of impacts on how we express our sexual selves as it relates to like watching reality tv shows and how that influenced us you know all the great things but joining me today as we discuss these things i have all the brilliant minds back with me we have fortis we have nicole we have adrian oh my god i'm ready for this conversation but before we get into that do you all mind uh, introducing yourselves giving us a little brief rundown about who you are and what we'll do we'll start off with fortis then we go over to adrian and then we'll uh, finalize it with nicole and then we'll dive into the motherfucking conversation so fortis all right good on how y'all doing hey hey what's up no much. So my name is Fortis. You know, I'm just here just being supportive and also just address important issues that's going on within our community. So just here being checking out the vibes and all that. That's it. We'd love to have you with us. Uh, Adrian, Zaddy. Yo, uh, so as uh, Dr. Scott referenced me, I am Adrian or daddy or zaddy, whatever. Uh, I am Vernon's uneducated friend who has some interesting we... takes. <laughs> I'm glad I, 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 gla- I am glad walking I in my lack We of are going to fight. We're fighting. We're fighting. We're fighting. It, it is what it is. Bring We're going to fight. Us here, boy. We're fighting. We're fighting. I will, look, the hands will be brought next weekend, but it's okay. It's cool. We're Anyways. here. <laughs> uh, as you can see, Dr. Scott don't like when I do that. But yeah, I mean, I'm just bringing a, you know, layman's point of view. You know, I am not well versed in these things. It's just data that I've collected being out in these nasty ass streets. So I'm down to let my struggles and mistakes and uh, come ups be lessons to everyone else. 
Mm, that comes sounding like it had a C-U-M in it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole. What is up? First of all, I love Adrian already. Like the vibe is the vibe is everything. I love it already. Um so I'm Nicole. I am the owner of uh, Melanated Vixen LLC, where we are where we do sex coaching and education. Um, for everybody, but definitely people in the Black and Brown community um, here to dispel myths and bring education and hopefully some freedom to everybody's sex lives and lives in general. Yes, yes. And by the way, uh, I think this episode will be out before then. Since we now have a date, and y'all will understand why I have to say it that way, because there's another episode where we did not have the date, but now we do. Look at God. Since we now have a date... The uh, I asked the sex coach questions with the sex coach. I forgot how I really titled this. I probably should have looked that up before I even brought this up. But there will be a live broadcasting between Nicole and I uh, that will be happening November 18th. So uh, I'm still planning on putting this on Eventbrite as soon as I figure out how that works. Of course, it's going to be free for everybody because look, you listen to the podcast for free while I pay for a live session, okay? But now unless you're trying to get some coaching then you got to pay we're not talking about prices at this moment but anyways there will be that live event going on during november november 18th which means november 18th that's on a saturday um can't wait to see you all with us so as we have these great conversations so yeah just want to put that out there that that is something that will be happening okay so now that we are here how does everybody feel about reality TV shows, just in general? Um, I mean, a big part of me feels like it's trash, mm-hmm. but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, it could be entertaining trash and you know give you some kind of insight in small ways. But overall, trash, <laughs> and I'm sure that's what it's meant to be. So you know. Not you essentially said, well, you know, I feel like it's trash, but it has trash shade to it, but still trash. Yeah. But at yes. the end of the day, it's just fancier trash. Right. Trash. See, you got it. You got it. See, <laughs> as as the old adage goes, one uh melanated vixen's trash is a left-hand <laughs> nigga's treasure. I love it. I love a little trashy TV, man. Call me a trash panda because I, I love seeing Not my- a trash panda. <laughs> I'm, I'm out here adulting trying to feed myself and I'm like damn at least I'm not getting drinks thrown at me or at least my nigga ain't over there and community dick like it's very much a ooh, things are shit but they could be worse <laughs> so I thrive on it plus Jocelyn is my bitch that bitch had me cracking up I love the energy like I try to deal with people in my day to day job on some Jocelyn Hernandez energy HR <laughs> But you know, I walk up in there like, who, who money is this? I got this whole bitch. I clear this whole bitch. You all man, man, get my coin. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I definitely, definitely uh, subscribe to the Jocelyn Hernandez school of etiquette from time to time. But nah, for real, for real, it is terrible, terrible, terrible TV, and it's just how you look at it. You know, it, it sometimes it definitely paints my people in a terrible light, and I cringe when I see that, but at the same time, it's like, art, TV is art, art imitates life. I mean, we do do some cringy shit, so it, it yeah. is, it is. But uh, I think it has its place in society overall. Mm-hmm. What about you, Fortis? 
Well, just like Nicole and Adrian said, it does have its moments. I think reality TV overall just have a way of kind of somewhat paint a picture of how people are and sometimes it distorts the reality of how people actually are in some ways. So I think you just got to take it with a grain of salt and just be careful of how some things are. Now I will say this, times and time after time again after, as I watched on reality TV, it has helped me realize with certain things and I do find it entertaining sometimes, but overall I just try to take it with a grain of salt. Mm. Yeah, I know like <clears throat> for me, I, I try to get my little small doses of reality TV shows and I'm very specific on which kind I do watch like I don't watch any of the um, uh, Real Housewives anymore the Basketball Wives if that's still a thing or even the uh, Love and Hip Hops anymore I stay away from those but I do love me a good game show like The Circle is my shit oh my god I will watch every single season of that but you know, it's not necessarily a reflection of what other people do. It's just what's going on in this little circle of people in this competition base. And I love those kind of things. I think we do have to be mindful of the type of reality TV shows that we consume and also be mindful of how that like impacts our behaviors. And if we choose to subscribe to those behaviors, are we going to be comfortable with that further along down the line? And for some reason, when Adrian mentioned Community Dick, it just stuck, stood with me. So my question for the panel is, Are you? will you be okay if your partner was Community Dick without the fame, or is it worse when the fame is added to it? Worse when the fame added to it. Mm. I agree with that. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. You said but. Ooh me yeah oh well i mean i say that because i used to be community dick so (laughs) from from that perspective you know what i'm saying i personally don't i don't feel bad about it as long as it's not like surreptitious community dick like as long as we all know we the community and i'm the dick that's going around cool you know what i'm saying but if it's any untoward, sneaky, grimy bullshit, nah, 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 nah. That's terrible. And fame only adds like a bigger microscope to that. Like before, only the community was in your business, but now we got cameras, so now the world is in your business. Mm. And you look dumb to everyone. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you know what? And that's and that's something I was gonna add to to what I was saying as far as like agreeing. Um, but yeah, I feel like if it's something that's known, like everybody knows what it is. Um, and you know, there can be like no mistakes about like, oh, well, I didn't even know that she was out here. Bullshit, bitch, that's how you pulled me in the first place. Like, that's why, that's why you trying to be part of the community. So as long as everybody's on the same page and knows like what everybody's role is, I think it's fine. But to add to what you were going to say too, like the, um, with the cameras being out there and it being so easy for people to be in the part of the business that they can see. It makes it it makes it even worse. So what you know what was once a molehill is now a mountain, only because all these other hands are trying to be in the pot. 
that part um just to go back to something uh surreptitious for anybody who do not know that word because this bitch before ever be dropping these big ass words uh and all this other shit but continues to be like oh Vernon's uneducated friend so i'm going to make this a point surreptitious is a kept secret everybody it's just you know when you're on this discreet and all that good stuff there you go for those who do not know that word miss big word adrian over here <laughs> look here, look here, look here. Do I have the piece of paper that says I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I do not. Therefore, I don't educate either. Let me live my truth. <laughs> I shall not. No, you are, you are, you're just not uh, formally educated, but you still got all kind of education. So I'm with Vernon. How dare you speak so down of yourself mm. just because you didn't go into debt and pay all this money and have to sit here and pray that our damn student loans get dismissed or something like that, or they lose a file somehow. So how dare you not say that you educated if you out here using surreptitious and reading big books and all kind of shit. You just don't have that formal education that about 50% of the people who have it are still dumb as fuck. So don't don't even, yeah. Facts, facts, because I know. <laughs> uh, I feel attacked, <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> But well, I ain't gonna tap you down now that a beautiful woman has told me that I am somebody. I guess I'm <laughs> damn it, you are. <laughs> oh, so what you telling me? I just need to be a beautiful woman. Well, I'll do drag next time. I have to tell you anything about your damn self. I've been telling you to let me see those cakes, and you keep thinking it's a game, baby boy. I'm gonna <laughs> hold you. You ain't seen her the boudoir pics. <laughs> stop playing. She seen the boudoir pics. I seen her the video. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. All, it's different when you see it live, my boy. <laughs> Well, That's true. If, if you didn't have an Android, I could send you the uh, the actual video. Let's be real. Via text. Via text. No. Via text. Yes. We're not going to do this. <laughs> yes. Via text. Y'all, blue and green make purple. I think. <laughs> oh, thank you. And that is You're exactly okay? the color of the bubbles that come up in my chat. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Bernie, you know they can react now. It'll be like, so and so, haha, your message. You stopping. You stopping. They think they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're no, done. Uh, to all our listeners that have the green bubbles, you know, we fuck with y'all, but fuck with each other. Stop talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like it. No group chat for you. No group chat. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. All right. Back to the topic at hand. What were we talking about? Reality TV show. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, I love I love the tangent. So, now one of the things I do want to um, point out is that I have noticed that um reality TV shows in general, most definitely since I've been seeing a lot more commercials, granted I haven't seen any of the shows, but I've seen a lot more commercials uh queer facing reality TV shows. And whenever I see those commercials, I'm just like, this is very cringe. And on top of that, I feel like every single person that's on this show has been exploited just for how they are. Like I know I mentioned it before on the podcast that they really curate the people that they have on these shows very very well and i when i think of that it seems very manipulative that they they purposely get people that they know are very easy to be triggered and because of that they are more likely to get into arguments they're more likely to um 
to like fight somebody. They're more likely to act in such a way that is often unbecoming on themselves. Granted, you're, they're adults and they can do whatever the fuck they want to do at the end of the day. But it's like, when are we going to just sit down and have these conversations and be like, fans, I get that's you. I get that's your behavior, but you choose how you want to behave in this world. If you're not seeing anything change in the relationships that you are having, then that's a reflection of yourself, not necessarily these other people that you continue to push away, that you continue to tag and all these other things. So how do y'all feel about that? Um, so for me, um, I kind of agree with what, what you have kind of put forth. Um, it is very predatory in a sense of uh, how they portray um, LGBT people on media. Also, furthermore, I want to take it a step further. Networks like Zeus, which I believe is just human trafficking that we can watch on TV because mm. they, they have no like it's like the law don't even apply over there. Like you can fight a bitch. You get the meet me, me, you get like six hits in blood flowing before they pull you off of them. Like it's wild over there. And the worst part about it is they they tell them like, yeah, OK, you know, we're here to film whatever, whatever. Um, you know, drama, blah, blah, blah. But they also facilitate that mood. That If you can see backstage, they're pumping them full of alcohol. There's drugs on set, anything that you want. They want to get you into that show your ass mood. And that's fucking predatory. Like, how dare you? Shouldn't the drama just exist because there's six gay niggas in a room? Why do you influence <laughs> that? You know what I'm saying? Good point. Shouldn't, it, shouldn't the beef fall out because it's five studs and one film and she looking at all of them? Shouldn't didn't that just happen? Like, why you gotta pump them up with, with stimulants and depressants and alcohol and all of this? Let it unfold. If your cast can't produce, then you need a different cast, not libations. But right. that that's they're a trying that's to go, they're trying to go Mona Scott method and see what happens, but it doesn't work for everybody, especially if you ain't picking the right ones. Don't get me on her. Do not get me on her. <clears throat> <laughs> I used to be a huge I'm already on her, damn it. I used to be a huge supporter of Mona Scott um because isn't Why don't it, like Scott her? Young? So um I I loved her because she's you know black woman in um the reality TV industry producing shows and getting people, you know, seen. She's purposely going to the black community to uh, make these shows for us, to um, bring us to the forefront and have our conversations and all this other stuff. However, the flip side of that is that she's doing. she was doing everything possible to exploit the negative aspects of us, the stereotypical aspects of Black lived experiences and not even focusing on different um, like uh, assets of our lives like even um, I know there was a, a huge falling out for a lot more people this was after I was already done with her but um, more people came done with her especially those within Greek communities because um, they made that TV show sorority sisters and with that show which I, I was like yeah, you might as well go ahead and let this show continue because I already seen three episodes and I'm, I'm in it now um, but they exploited the, the dramas of being in a, a sorority a black um greek letter organization 
and they went off the stereotypes they found people who wanted to perpetuate those stereotypes and they didn't even show the good sides of being in a fraternity or sorority which is engaging with the community which is putting on these programs doing community service hours and participating in the growth of the community but no they wanted to focus primarily on the drama and and that was pretty much it so uh, that's my main issue with her is that she would rather focus on all the toxic behaviors and lean into the confirmation bias of white people in order for the success of her own self as well as to promote certain images of black people that's not necessarily the reality that we all live in yes do we have people who are like um scrappy mama and all this up scrappy mama's a whole nother thing but do we have people in the community that's just like her and um, just like uh, the, those relationships that's in love and hip hop, yes, there are those people. But to just make this, um, to continue to spread this narrative that all Black people are the same way is ridiculous. Like even the people who joined some of the shows who were like in old reality TV shows like The Flavor of Love, I forgot, I think it was Boots or um, Buckwild. <clears throat> who? Bambi was on Basketball Wives and uh, Loving Hip Hop. Oh, was it Hoops on there too or no? I think so. Look, I, I stopped watching, so. <laughs> yeah, that, I know. I was like, that was forever ago though. But yeah, like even bringing them back out of retirement and putting them on these shows and they're exploiting their behaviors. Like I still remember that episode of Yala Van Zandt's show when she had, I think it is Boots. I think that's who it is. Uh, it's one of them. It's, um, but she was on there and oh, all Shay. I could Shay, there we go. Thank you, Fortis. Thank you. When I was looking at Shay on there and all, all I could see is like this behavior that you're um, exhibiting this is different from how you were on Flavor of Love, for one, but I can also tell that everything that she was doing was nothing but a trigger response. And she's just been in a perpetual state of trigger response in every single moment throughout her trying to get healed. And I'm like, this is this is wild. This is wild. And like not even taking the option to provide additional resources to the people that they are purposely harming with uh, having their lives out there and having these um, film crews impact like their experiences. It's just, I just can't fuck with her. Predatory, told you. <laughs> very, very. But anyways, anybody else have anything else on the um, <laughs> exploitation before we move on to Zeus in particular? Everybody's good. Cool. So uh, I, <laughs> yeah, Adrian's having a sneezing fit. Um, I'm, weed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's oh, okay. My listeners, listeners, y'all, y'all know the fuck going on, guys. We do this, okay? Sometimes until you get the little sniffle, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have not seen anything on Zeus like I haven't watched any shows but I have seen clips I've seen so many clips and everything I see I'm just like I can't do it and you mentioning that they are <laughs> when you detail them as being like um, human trafficking 
<laughs> just like I'm like, oh my god. But from what how you described it, it sounds like they just let people go wild because they have that freedom. They've been finding people who want to be on TV, uh, who want to kickstart their career as an influencer or whatever the case is, and Find just let them go wild. Predatory releases that I know they're not reading. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, it sounds it sounds very inappropriate over there. And I, I'm shook. I'm shook. So any other comments about Zeus? Because y'all teach me about this damn network because I'm, I'm, I'm new to it. I mean, I'm not familiar, so not me. <laughs> I love Zeus. That's my favorite one. I ain't even gonna hold you. In fact, they got a little subscription. Like, am I part of the problem? Yes, because I'm paying for these horrible things to happen but remember i'm a trash panda so technically i'm just fulfilling my role in the cycle of bullshit yeah <laughs> zeus is the best because they're a privatized network meaning yes they do have to adhere to some fcc standards but there is a lot of wiggle room in what they adhere to um so like they kind of in my mind they have like movie theater clearance for their tv shows it's like you know you can see on a movie you might see a titty right full on mm-hmm. titties there it's gonna be in multiple scenes. It's you know cool, and then or and every now and then you get you get an actor that's bold and they they let you see the tallywhacker. You feel me? Like on Gone Girl, Ben Affleck. I saw it, baby. It wasn't nothing to write home about, but I'm proud of you for taking that step. Um, <laughs> they have, you know, you might see some frontal nudity, male and female. On Zeus, you could get some of the same you know stuff, or you might see more violence or gore. Like when Jonathan pushed that nigga into the thorn bush and he got out, it was just bleeding everywhere. You're not gonna see that type of bleeding on VH1. You know, Mona's not cut it, nip it. They're not even gonna get close enough to do that type of harm to each other. But on Zeus, on Zeus, my $8.99 means somebody ass is gonna bleed today. All right. My $8.99 means that somebody lit gonna be fat than a bitch. Okay. And I get to see it all. Again, part of the problem. I really probably shouldn't be on this panel, but at the same time, we should give you an offender's point of view. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, look, I appreciate it. Like, if if you if you need uh, honest perspective, that's what that's what you just provided. So I'm I'm here for it. Uh, how about you, Fortis? Have you uh, watched anything on Zeus? Do you participate in the stream foolishness? So I will be honest with you. I'm not too familiar with Zeus myself. I only seen, heard of Zeus on YouTube. So they will provide like sneak previews of something like Jasmine's Cabaret. I mean, Cabaret. But my thing was, I have seen a few clips of them, but I just only thing I know they perpetuate a lot of violence and also there's a lot of violence with women. And I don't mm. support that, honestly. Cause I know jo- the way Jocelyn come across, she come across as one of those women, like a misogynist, how she disrespect them on t- how she disrespects them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't too much entertain it with that. Isn't Jocelyn Ca- Cabaret, the show yeah. where old girl was like double homicide? Yeah, the one with the abortion. Yeah. Was- I- honestly, I-, I have to admit I cackled uh, and I did feel bad at laughing afterwards. I- because I was like, that was not okay. But when, when it comes to proper placement of a joke, sis did what needed to be done. I saw that clip on Twitter and I was laughing about that when I. <laughs> and the girl facial expression in the red dress what got me, that caught me off guard because she was almost wanting to smirk about it. Mm-hmm. 
like I was like, damn, damn, that's that's not okay. That's just not okay. But well done. That's how you use the situation. <laughs> that is how you use. That's a comedic situation in that moment. But hate that it happened. But I enjoy the comedy, the comedic experience from that. And I've been hearing some very crazy things about um, that show in general. That um, it is a lot of verbal abuse that goes on in there and physical abuse um, that happens in that show. And I'm just like, this shouldn't be okay. (laughs) I get that you shot, you sign a release, but am I really consenting for real, for real to being like, there's a power threshold that you always have to be mindful of when it comes to um, these kinds of waivers. Uh, Because yeah, I can uh, consent to having like fights and all this other stuff with other people, but why is it the person that's really put me on a part of that consent like they are they have a power dynamic that is like yeah it's not okay it's not appropriate it's just not appropriate to have a power dynamic and have decisions of other people's um, lived experiences um, like whether or not they get put off the show if they get to continue and you can be verbally and physically abusive to them we can't do that Mm -mm. I don't know it's just I don't like it <laughs> uh, Adrian, I have two questions for you. Yo, which which shows do you watch on here? Because you know, I looked it up while y'all was talking. I was like, "What do you mean?" Jocelyn's uh, Cabaret, and uh, I think it's like uh, the Real Bad Boys or uh, something. Yeah. Okay. Um. Second question. So I just happened to land on. Um. Looks like Jocelyn's Cabaret Miami episode six, the locker room brawl. And then right after that, conveniently, why are we not in the video? I thought that was hilarious. But um, was that a good episode, the locker room brawl? Or was that a bunch of fuckery for real? Uh, so that one, I actually didn't see like in full. I saw mostly clips, but from what the clip showed, I will say it was mostly fuckery like it all started with one idea and then they kind of just poked the fire and let it explode um, i think that's the one where jocelyn when she was promoing it she was like i kicked one girl i mortal combat one bitch and i kicked another bitch into the next episode <laughs> <laughs> not okay i shouldn't be laughing but that's it's not it's not funny because she mean that shit, but at the same time that's so funny. <laughs> she more the even mastered English, but she still be getting her points across. Like exactly. I think that's I think that's the one thing I for real respect about her. I'm like, she doesn't care what it sounds like or what it comes out, but what what she do here makes so much sense. Like she she, she really do got it sometimes. <laughs> She speaks whatever English she got with confidence, bro. Whole ass. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. I might need your I might need your login so I can see what this is about. Not so about to exchange the login. Oh my god. But yeah, put that in the comment section. So I <laughs> put it in the chat real quick. <laughs> Well, everybody just use Adrian. We'll all send you two dollars. <laughs> right. I ain't even it for it. I'm a, I'm a log in, leech my damn self. I'm done. I support. Speaking I of log in, support. child, Netflix done 
got they they done got a nigga y'all they done got a nigga because i've been using my aunts and everything was good she told my aunt told me what happened to my little cousin uh she was like yeah netflix hit, hit her up was like oh if you can't verify that you're on this network then bitch bye and i was like oh well damn that sucks and that happened like three weeks ago right and i'm like oh well sucks for my cousin because bitch i could still use it <laughs> try to watch chewing gum last night <laughs> it was like bitch you need to verify that you're on this network i was like oh yep here we you are. know what i got that same shit because i was trying to watch it myself and i was like what is this shit that says please update who's on your household or on your netflix household and i was like what the hell is this so and i'm trying to go past it and it's making you go through all kind of hoops like you can go back and i'm just like yeah let me just watch my show somebody i'll, I'll do it later yeah it's like okay so yeah you see yeah once again i need you to update this and i was like what? Let me try to see what the, the whole thing just got so annoying because I, I mean, the biggest problem is I got too many people mm-hmm. on my Netflix account that are using it on more than one device. So instead of it listing my address as one of the options for like, this is the home base of the of the household, it's got my friends, like all my friends' devices and she live in a different state than me. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with this right now. Everybody's gonna get shut out. <laughs> no new login. Oh, I don't know what happened. You're not on here no more. Like, I, um, they had gave me the option to um, click on, like, I am traveling. So I was like, okay, let me click on that. And they, they got my ass. They was like, okay, we just sent the email to the uh, email address on file for you to get the verification call. I was like, bitch, I'm not about to send a text message to my auntie at 1130 at night <laughs> for a down verification code. I, okay, I, I, you got me, Netflix. I'm still not paying for your ass, but you got me. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Today, Girl, it took them like ten years, but they said we gonna get all you motherfuckers. Just wait, mm-hmm. we gonna mm-hmm. get your asses. And they they was planning for us. Mm-hmm. They been but- testing shit in other countries and everything, trying to make sure that when they bring that shit over here, it's one right. bag. Look, I um, we all grew up in the age of LimeWire, so I need Netflix to recognize what they're mm-hmm. doing <laughs> so you have motherfuckers who do not care <laughs> what you say i'm a big kid so most of the tv i watch is animated anyway mm-hmm. and who's got all the cartoons so i'm a hulu nigga i just be over there ad free because i'm fancy I was about to say, look, if you want, you could always use my Hulu too, because I, I I use it every now and again, but I just usually be paying for it and for my brother to potentially use it. So <laughs> I only started back because Bleach is back. So yes, it is. <sighs> great things, great things. All right, <clears throat> going back into the conversation of reality TV shows. That was a nice commercial break, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Um, so one of the things, like one of the problems that I see with reality TV shows is that people, when they see that, um, these behaviors on TV, it normalizes these behaviors and people start to act out these behaviors and, um, it, it in some way, um, contributes to how we socially constrict, um, um, socially script our behaviors and how we interact with other people and one of the things that i don't like necessarily about um 
about reality TV shows or even just how certain people and certain um, interactions are um, associated with communities is that we do change our behaviors to accommodate those so that we can seem a lot more normal. Uh, one of the topics that was submitted for this conversation was how uh, queer people, but specifically gays, adhere to heteronormative behaviors within their relationships and how uh, how reality TV impacts that. Um, who wants to tackle that conversation first? Ortiz? I'll give it a try. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I need to be enlightened on some things, but when it comes to the gays and being in, you know, following the heteronormal um, standards of a relationship, I think one of the things like, things would be, would be probably the traditional role of what a man and what a woman represents. So you know, within the gay community, you got the top, the bottom, and the verse. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, I think what I've noticed with my past relationship, well, not past relationship, but past hookups during my whole phase, um, I know that most men, especially men who are more masculine-centered, they will put a lot of emphasis on other men who are supposed to be submissive or the bottom become more feminine. Mm. And so with that being said, oftentimes it does create a difficulty in actually embracing your masculine side because they expect something that they want from a woman. So sometimes it is a challenge with that situation because of that standard and they just try to follow that blueprint. And sometimes you cannot do that because not every gay man is not going to adhere to that because they don't have to adhere to that because everybody got their different gender expressions and everything to that nature. So I think those are one of the things that's very challenging as far as that in reality TV shows, they do sometimes perpetuate that same narrative. So unfortunately, you know, not a lot of people have that mindset because what what I like to call them is like sheeple. Whatever they see on TV is what they will follow. Now I'm not generalizing everybody because everybody's not like that. But unfortunately, most of the individuals, they will follow that that narrative because that's just something that they see they think that's normal mm-hmm. it's kind of like modeling in psychology they model after what they see so that's just my input on that mm, i agree i definitely agree um <clears throat> i think we do uh there is a a lot to say about people, most definitely gay men in tops and bottoms, trying to assign certain roles to people rather than recognizing that, oh, look, we're we're queer. We don't we our existence in itself um, goes outside of the heteronormative space and we can do wherever the fuck we want because of that. You get to create your own narrative. You get to create the own look of what your relationship wants should look like or can look like rather than following like, oh, just because you're tired you have to be more masculine just because you're a bottom you have to be more feminine and all these other things and it's i find it interesting that like when you mentioned that um the gender roles that i thought about just some of my own personal experiences where a dude may have oh i'm only looking for masculine people but then at, on this in the same breath mentions well in their conversations so not the same breath but in their conversations uh mentioned that they want somebody who also wears panties and all these other things and i'm just like 
you're you're giving me conflicting ideas <laughs> and it's not making sense to me um wearing panties is just something that i don't i'm not comfortable with like for myself i barely even like wearing underwear so asking me to wear a thong meaning having something up the crack of my ass you're asking me to go beyond what my comfort level is so why are we here even with uh jock straps drop jock straps there we go um i get the beauty of it i've seen people wearing those and i'm like oh it does look good but even with that it's something that's not super comfortable for me because again, I don't like wearing clothes anyway. So I don't like wearing underwear. So having a jock strap on ain't doing nothing for me. So yeah, it fits the aesthetic that somebody wants for um, for their partner or within their sexual engagement and what have you. That's great. That's good. But to have that as a standard, like I need these things from you uh, in order to just to engage with somebody uh, and get to know them, it seems ridiculous. Now I see if we're doing a role play, I might want to put something like that on, but it's no guarantee. Uh, but that, I also recognize that then if that is a must for you, then we're, there's no need for us to engage in furthering getting to know each other and all that mess. Anybody else? Um, no, I mean, I, I agree. I was just thinking too though, right? What if some of, as far as, you know, as far as reality TV, what if some of the, the behaviors that they're exhibiting that are hetero, are more hetero, what if some of that is kind of scripted so that the people who are not part of the community feel more comfortable with watching it if oh, that makes a, sense oh that's mm-hmm. a valid point mm-hmm. no i agree that that is definitely a valid point and uh I, I think that's part of the reason why they do that just to so that other people can engage in it but uh, i think that also has a negative aspect to it too because from the outside in um these people think oh like I remember watching TV shows when I was younger where um, they would be like, oh, so who's the, who's the woman in the relationship? Who's the man in the relationship? Right. And those kind of things. And in, in the, asking those questions, it normalized the idea that somebody in this relationship has to perform a certain gender role. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense in a heteronormative perspective, but uh, at the end of the day, the community that they're representing are not heteronormative. They're not heterosexuals by definition. Like even when it comes to bisexuality, um, you will have if it's somebody that's uh, a mask presenting person and a feminine presenting person and they're in a relationship and people perceive that as being heterosexual. But in the ways that they operate in their um, day to day lives is opposite of that. So it's like by by feeding into the script it furthers the notions that heteronormative is the right way rather than we can do things how we want to do it and even with heteronorm heterosexual couples within reality tv show they still stick to that heteronormative lens rather than uh, looking at oh wait we can do something completely different we can have the basketball husbands <laughs> have a TV show about that. Um, but we only have basketball wives or uh, look, if they really wanted to, and they wanted to really capitalize on inclusivity, which I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't done this yet. It would be smart for them too, most definitely because the um, WNBA is like kicking, kicking up in its um, viewership, having the, um, 
the basketball husbands and then have basketball partners. And that way you can have an interchange in identities and discussions with the people who are representative of that population. You can mix up people from basketball wives and basketball husbands into this um, into the conversation or into uh, certain scenarios. And it's a completely new show. But I don't know. I think but that's what I, that was just something I was thinking of. I was like, they're probably try, just trying to do things to make to make the the heteros comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, hey, look, it's this. But also, once again, so promoting that terrible stereotype. Well, I can't even call it a stereotype, but way of trying to normalize things or saying mm-hmm. that it has to be in this container, in this box, when everybody in the community is trying to push and tell you, like, no, it doesn't need to be like that. And there doesn't need to be an explanation. So, mm-hmm. you know, just crazy battling. Yeah, and I think even challenging that, because I know a lot of it is profit focused because you you know you got to make your money <laughs> like we're spending all this money to produce these shows we need a, uh, a return on our investment but what other things that you can do to make sure that you still get those returns and I think that's the space that a lot of these show producers need to step into the Mona Scott Youngs of the um, of the generations and whatnot like what can you do to further the conversation in another way I get you have the toxic side of things, the behaviors, the the violence, the attacks, the drama. Okay, how well can the healing shows do? Because even right now in today's age, you have a lot more people talking about shadow work, going to therapy, and all this other stuff. What what damage would it uh, would it have if you were to have a show? Where it's discussing people that's going in therapy, that's doing the work, doing the healing processes and all the other stuff, you're still going to have a viewership. Is it going to be as much? Probably not. You're still making your return on investment for, you're still making your profit from the um, drama-centered shows, and you're still either breaking even or making somewhat of a profit on the healing-focused shows. But now you have people who are going to, who are going to dial in to both of them. So it's like you open up a new market just by engaging in the healthier side of things. Um, another thing is, uh, someone wanted us to speak on was how re- um, reality TV shows in general are faux reality. Uh, who wants to t- tackle that first? Hi, okay, my bad. Um... So yes, reality TV definitely is a altered or heavily manipulated version of reality, which is ironic, I think, because its name is supposed to lead you to think like it's real things that can happen in life to anyone. And I mean, technically, yeah, they could at some point just because the universe is random and there are multiple streams of consciousness happening simultaneously you don't know which mm-hmm. one you're and therefore so many possibilities so yes at some point cool it could happen but television itself is is it makes its money in the fantasy it's not supposed to be real it's influenced by things that are real because that's what we relate to as occupants of that realm however it's also a story being told or created before your eyes. So it's just like, as anything that is created, someone's in control. And so to get good reality TV, you have to manipulate it 
unreally to produce mm-hmm. the results that you want. Again, super predatory, so terrible, <laughs> but like oftenly entertaining, and that's the guilty line. True. I could definitely see that. Um, but I also feel like you're giving a lot of people a lot of credit <laughs> because <laughs> Because what you just said there makes sense to a lot of people, but also it's going to go over a lot, uh, you know, other people's heads. You know, if you got people out here who are, I mean, people might, you might say that to somebody and someone who doesn't get it would probably say, well, but then why do they call it reality TV if it's not reality? You know, like they're not going to see that this is just reality adjacent. It still has to follow the fantasy fan uh, line of what they're putting on TV unless it's an educational show. So they're not gonna get it. So you giving too many people too much credit. <laughs> but but at the same time, like I do, I do agree with what you're saying because you've got people who are gonna sit here and watch this thing and think, oh well, that's real life or that's how rich people or people with money live and this time and third. And there's a level of truth to that, yes. But definitely not like like this isn't what everybody does. Like this isn't real life like that. You know, it's crazy. These people are actors, <laughs> technically, so that they're acting the role, they're acting the fantasy, they're acting what, you know, they know people are going to want to see. Mm. We want to see some sanction on TV. We want to see people acting a fool. Ooh, that couldn't be me, blah, 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 because it keeps them relevant. So why would that be real? So. I, I think about when they say drama sales, <clears throat> And on some level, I agree because uh, I'm like, look, I love me a good gossip story. I love a little bit of, oh, let me tell you what happened with such and such. It's great. Give me the tea. I love the tea. But at the same time, we 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 don't do healthy consumerism at all. We don't think of, oh, wait, I know this sells, but can this other thing also sell? And if we push this a little bit more, how great can this like move things forward i think we've um going off of the uh, the predatory nature that adrian keeps bringing up we love um as in a society we love to feed into people's insecurities and by feeding into their insecurities we get the eyes we get the watches we get the the consumeration of is that a word we get the consumerism of um people engaging in this content and watching our shows and tweeting about it having these discussions having these whack-ass think pieces that really don't mean anything and people think and they sound profound but they said absolutely nothing all of these things you see because of people engaging in the content that is the reality tv shows i think it would be great if we really do find some way to because i know a lot of it is personal choice we choose the things that we watch we choose the things that we consume most definitely in the day of age in age of consumer uh like um streaming um like back in the day when it was just vh1 and um bet or whatever and you have to have cable to watch a good show um a lot of the things were fed to us but these days we make the conscious decision to watch these things we make the conscious decision to feed into that um and i know there are some people who just become addicted to the drama they want to watch the things they want to continue to engage in those tv shows and like 
dive deep into it rather than opening up to like, okay, I've seen the reality TV show today. I streamed the entire series. What else can I watch? What else can I look into? Because they choose not to um, break apart from that, it just continues to feed into that narrative that that's all that people want, that people just want the drama. People just want the these certain things. That's like what people in the very violent TV shows that I don't like. I personally can't watch um, gore anymore because it's triggering, but <clears throat> you still have more um, films and more TV shows getting like breaking that like pushing the lines of how gory they can be um, to maintain comfort about other people, uh, which is very disgusting or like on a like objective lens. It's very disturbing to do that and, and normalize how much gore we, we see. But like, I think that we, um, because of how we've normalized that, um, it's going to take a lot of work for us to like move away from that. And I know I like jumped around into like 18 different topics in that blame the adhd on that and a little bit of the table port but you know that's where we are <laughs> um oh so this last topic is a little bit on in your wheelhouse nicole um and, and everybody of course you can uh, add your feedback to that to this discussion but how um how does reality TV shows hurt the Black community when it comes to relationships and sex? Um, I feel like that's a layered answer. Um, Ooh, y'all unpack. gonna have to pull me. Unpack. Huh? Let's unpack. I said, let's unpack. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and y'all might have to pull me back a little bit because I am inebriated now. So, and when, when, yeah, when I'm here, I mean, the stratosphere for real. Um, so, so one of the one of the layers for me is we're already <laughs> we're already being like stereotyped to fullest and it's just showing us in a light that perpetuates stereotypes in a lot of, in a lot of ways, but also objectifies us in a lot of ways. And we're feeding into we're already feeding into that. And so people are taking those same just like how we take you know, new slang terms or whatever, mm-hmm. or new ways of accentuating everything we do, because that's just who we are, right? So once we start bringing that into conversations every day, I know everybody can even look at um, like men who, men on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, who do those, who'll do a, a quick video acting like a black woman with the pop in their hands and all of this, to prove mm-hmm. points, to like exemplify everything that we see on TV or we see on these shows and stuff like that and bring that into a relationship and doing all this extra shit instead of spending the time like working on your relationship, understanding what a healthy relationship looks like. Like the toxic shit that you see people doing on TV, once again, just like Adrian was talking about before, like everybody should know and have that sense of understanding that this shit is not true reality. It's still part of the fantasy. It's still bringing you that escape that everybody looks for and going, you know, and watching TV, right? So you're bringing that into your relationship and you're doing some shit and saying some shit that truly isn't what you believe. You agree with some shit that you saw on TV 
on whichever episode that you have to be binging mm. and you're bringing it into your relationship and that's not even like that's not even who you are anymore that's not really what you're saying does it mean that you couldn't agree with something that someone's saying true but all of a sudden like that's what you become hyper focused on and you're bringing it into something that didn't need that shit in the first place mm. you know and i mean men do the same thing too you listen to this toxic ass podcast about dudes who have <laughs> who say things that are that might have a, a small level of truth to it if any and then continuously like build on it and then you're consuming just because you agree with that one thing you're also still consuming all that toxic shit mm. and bring it into your relationship when that wasn't really you in the first place so you're messing things up because you're you're allowing all these outside influences and influencers and popular people and all this shit, other shit to tell you how you're supposed to be living your life and tell you how you're supposed to be living your relationship or if you're a real man if you're a real bitch you wouldn't do x y and z da 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 but does that but does that even work for you instead of letting people tell you don't let and you should do this and da 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 why don't you think for yourself and see if that works for you and that is who you're supposed to bring into your relationship and leave the fantasy shit on tv mm. and then you do the same thing when it comes to sex just like we were talking about with um with porn and not seeing black people be sensual in porn that you see all the time unless you're maybe maybe watching amateur stuff you see people doing like rough sex really fucking like no true love making no intercourse no none of that stuff the softer terms for it because we don't we don't have that representation we don't see it so you're gonna bring the toxic bad shit into the bedroom and still not have a true understanding of what you should really be doing with this other person mm. so so those are my layers <laughs> no all valid all valid. Oh, wait was somebody about to say something no. Okay. Um, but yeah, all of that is valid. Um, there was something that um, triggered a thought. And um, it's like when it comes to social media, uh, if in- anybody who uh, follows any therapist on TikTok or what have you, I know one of the things that a lot more therapists have been uh, speaking about is that like the different trends that people follow on social on social media. And one of those trends that is currently present in TikTok, and I noticed it on my own feed, is ADHD. And I'm like, I love that it's getting the awareness that it deserves and all this other stuff. But at the same time, you have a lot more people who've never seen a therapist uh, self-diagnosing themselves with ADHD because you have those little, uh, I, I think about the the little finger videos when it's like, put the finger down if you experience this, you experience that, blah, 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 blah. And people think, oh my God, I had five out of 10 of these things. Therefore, since they're putting the finger down to uh, represent ADHD, I must have ADHD. No, or you might just be, uh, you have a short attention span and that's okay. uh, Because we live in an age where a 10 second video is all people want to uh engage in and that's not necessarily reflective of you having adhd it just means you have a short attention span and that that's completely different but you have people who are self-diagnosing themselves with certain things and all this other stuff because the internet or uh, popular sources say that this is something that represents you and i think that same thing 
well, I know that same thing happens when it comes to reality TV show and how people interact in their relationships. Like you said, with those um, those podcasts that say that, oh, a man is supposed to do this, a woman is supposed to do that, and people subscribe to that ideology. Yes, uh, um, they may mention something that is correct and um, because of that one thing that is correct or based on the person's per- uh, perception seems correct, they think that this is a valid source for information when it's just it's just not. A lot of people who are podcasters or YouTubers, they either do not have the credentials of what they're speaking upon or um they are commentary shows meaning that they're only providing their opinions on things but they don't know they're not doing the actual uh, research to go further into that and even on some of my favorite um not my favorite but some of the TikToks that i see online where people deconstruct the fallacies of what people are uh, talking about some of them mention their educational background they may even uh uh like comment on what they do know and what they don't know and it's a lot more of an honest conversation than what you will see in some of these um podcasts youtube spaces where people are just going off of the cuff of what they understand rather than going deep deeper into understanding or looking at the actual articles reading the actual articles or finding different perspectives in that or even inviting people who are experts to have the conversations on certain things. So uh, I think because of this lack of um, due diligence, it furthers the script of toxic behavior. It furthers the connection to, oh, this is how you're supposed to behave. Like even with, uh, it even extends into queer relationships where you, uh, where many men, uh, women, gender non-conforming trans people start to fall under a certain uh, perspective of oh this is how i'm supposed to act because my favorite um my favorite representation that's on tv acts this way so i i have to start moving that way because if they can do it it's normal rather than having that conversation with self hey is this does this make me comfortable is this something that i feel safe in doing is this something that i want for myself so um any other parts or anything else anybody else want to add on that no no all righty well before i close us completely out does anybody have any last comments that they would like to put out there um related to reality tv shows and its impact on dating okay the, the crowd says, nope, Vernon, end this shit. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, I do want to uh, I do want to extend appreciation to everybody on the panel. Uh, Nicole, don't be judging me. Not we're not we're not going to be judging Vernon today. I didn't I didn't say a word. I just you, don't ha- you know no. You know damn well you are black. Your actions speak already, so stop it stop it we can look at each other and have a full ass conversation i know you're judging i've seen it in your eyes like don't make me jump through this damn camera you were you were saying vernon might be a little bit lit i was just saying it sounded like taylor wants to speak up but continue 
see look like i said like i said she's coming for me y'all she's coming for me i didn't do i did absolutely nothing but taylor will be in full uh full effect for episode 10 of the podcast y'all for um for november so y'all stay tuned for that it will be at the end of the month i think that is november 29th when the episode will be out it may not be that day i feel like it's earlier than that because i think whatever that last sunday is in november that's when episode 10 will be out but anyways Thank you all so much for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Before Nicole start judging me again. <laughs> hey, it's always a pleasure being on the show. Thank you so much. I love you. Oh, to the audience out there, thank you all so much for listening to the Holy Loki podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. And just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. Um, you may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay because you are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation. <laughs>